Welcome to the Higher Ed Huddle Hot Off the Press podcast, where we bring you the latest higher ed news and stories twice monthly. I'm Joe Trano, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chase Good. We are with Barry Dunn's Higher Education Management and IT Consulting Team. Chase, how are you today? I'm doing well, Joe. How are you? I'm doing good. It's been uh, it's been a little a little bit since we recorded one of these. Both been uh, you know, pulled in other directions, but I'm happy that we're getting back uh, to doing these news podcasts. And uh, this one's a, a very interesting. We have two stories that we're each going to share one story um, around um, the AI and cybersecurity uh, topic. And we both know AI is, uh, is a hot topic these days. Um, but how I'm going to um, share this, this story, it may surprise some people because it's not related to cheating or um, having students use the AI for other reasons, but it's something totally different. So it's going to be an interesting article I'm going to share. And then you're going to talk a little bit about um, what's going down on in Florida with DeSantis and uh, accrediting bodies. So um, why don't we start with you if you want to share your story and um, we'll get we'll get going on this. So thanks again, Chase, for joining. Yeah, and thank you, Joe. Um, so as you mentioned, uh, the current governor of Florida and, and recent presidential candidate Ron DeSantis announced on Thursday that he's planning to sue the Florida Department of Education over its accreditation process for colleges and universities, saying that it's unfair to Florida-based higher education institutions. So DeSantis says that Florida recently created a law that requires universities to switch accreditors every so often. However, the Department of Education uh, recently issued legislation that makes it virtually impossible for the schools to follow the state's elective. And so what that means is currently about half or, or right around 50% of the colleges and universities in Florida, the public colleges and universities, are going to have to switch accreditors in the next two years. And the recent uh, regulations um, from the DOE are making it incredibly hard for them to comply with this, um, with the Florida law. And so, you know, DeSantis is pushing back, saying, you know, specifically calling out, um, you know, certain accrediting bodies, saying that they've abused uh, power. But ultimately, this is just one among many of the recent developments um, in higher education and in education in general in the state of Florida, as DeSantis has worked to enact other regulations and, and um, impose other laws on not only higher ed, but also other um, educational bodies. And so it'll be really interesting to see whether or not um, the lawsuit goes through and, and what this means for higher ed in the state of Florida. Um, as you know, we all know that the accreditation process can be extremely um, you know, strenuous and, and time consuming. Um, it's not the easiest thing and switching accreditors isn't either. Um, so really interested to see how this plays out in Florida. You know, it'll be, it'll be very interesting. Yeah, I, I agree. And, there's likely some political undertones to, to this, um, but we really don't know um, all the details uh, behind the doors, what, what, what occurs there. But certainly, as you mentioned, uh, the accrediting process is, is so critical to universities and colleges. And, you know, they, they work a particular way. Um, they work really well. Um, but it's a it's a it's an arduous uh, process. It's very rigorous um, for for good reasons, and having to make a, a, a change um, such as what's being uh, suggested by the state uh, Florida state law 
I, I just can't imagine institutions having to do that every couple years. I, I just, um, I've, I've worked in a number of institutions and I've been uh, part of accrediting uh, processes where, um, where that, that takes time and you're having to gather a lot of information. You're having to follow very specific uh, guidelines um, and uh, actions. And, um, you know, those processes can, can take a number of years, uh, the rotation of those accrediting body inspections and reviews and audits. Um, I, I just can't imagine having to shift. Um, I don't know. I mean, on the flip side, maybe that will impact the accrediting process somewhat. Um, maybe it can be streamlined. I don't know. But um, who knows? I, I'm going to be interested in seeing how this plays out for sure. Yeah, and I guess just to add to that, it is important to remember, you know, these accrediting bodies are um, are private, so they do have to, to abide by certain standards and regulations in and, among, uh, in and among themselves, especially through the Department of Education and through, you know, the Florida uh, different regulatory bodies. So, you know, understanding what they're, um, you know, how they're managing it, you know, from the accrediting side is also going to be something to, to be aware of. Yeah, for sure. That's a that's a valid point, and um, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, thanks for sharing. I think it's a great uh, great article. Um, the article I wanted to share is, is something I came across last week, and this is uh, related related to AI and higher ed. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, as we think about some of the articles and some of the discussions that we're seeing around AI, it's in higher ed. It's it's really about the impact it's having on teaching and learning and the potential for um, uh, plagiarism or having uh, artificial intelligence, especially the generative ones, uh, provide, um, create content for students to submit. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of contention about that uh, from both sides. And that seems to be, you know, one of the the bigger topics today. But I, this topic that I found, I thought was interesting because it's it's uh, it's not really about teaching and learning, but it's really about cybersecurity and how we can protect institutions from cyber threats. So this article was published by Government uh, Technology uh, last week, and it's about universities. Um, coming together in, as a consortium to train AI to outmaneuver cyber threats. And I found that really fascinating, uh, certainly being in this space. And um, they're part of a National uh, Science Foundation uh, Institute uh, called ACTION. It's uh, AI Institute for Agent-Based Cyber Threat Intelligence and Operation. And the National Science Foundation, or NSF, has provided funding uh, to the consortium. So the consortium is a group of universities uh, that's led by the University of California at Santa Barbara, and they're, um, they received $20 million in funding from the NSF to research how artificial intelligence might detect and respond to cybersecurity breaches at scale. So that's interesting. Um, I find that really, really fascinating and and what the outcomes of that could potentially uh, be for institutions. Um, the newly uh, the newly formed consortium um, is uh, part of um, uh, a group of institutions, ten other institutions, including Purdue, Georgia Tech, 
University of Chicago, University of Washington, University of Illinois, Chicago, Rutgers, Norfolk State University, University of Illinois, and University of Virginia. So some really big universe, research universities here. And um, they started our operations June 1st. And they're one of seven national artificial intelligence research institutes um, that have received a total of $140 million from the National Science Foundation and other federal agencies to study um, you know, recent advances in AI and how that can enhance cybersecurity work. So really fascinating work. And I, I think you know, the intent really is to focus on developing intelligent security agents that can operate both autonomously and in cooperation with humans to protect human, uh, computer networks. So it's not meant to replace humans, but it's really to help uh, enhance um, really our focus on cybersecurity. As you know, that is one of the biggest areas of concern um, in higher ed. Um, you know, institutions are big targets for ransomware attacks, for breaches, um, and this hopefully will be a way for us to kind of stay on top of that. I don't know if we can ever get ahead of the bad actors that are out there, but this certainly um, using the intelligence built in uh, through an AI um, means I think can really do some really good work. And so this, I think, has greater implication. This could maybe help in other sectors, not necessarily just higher ed, but um, also, you know, looking at exploring how machines and humans work together, I think, is another objective of, of this work. Um, and AI tools really can bolster network security. I think um, they're faster, they're smarter than humans sometimes. So um, I think it's just a fascinating um you know, fascinating story. Yeah, that is really interesting and quite a few things to, to dive into there. But I guess the first question that I had is, you know, when thinking about potential cybersecurity threats, would AI be best at identifying human actors or is the AI also being trained on how to identify other artificial intelligence, you know, computers or, or learning machines that are attempting to, you know, uh, hack into the system or, or you know, do um, execute a ransomware attack or, or something like that? Is it is it targeting both of those potential threats? The article didn't really um, specifically point that out, but I, I would be interested in knowing that as well. I think you bring a good point. Um, you know, I think certainly there is a combination of both computer-generated uh, attacks and, you know, hacker attacks um, you know, we, we also need to think about there are hackers that are going to use AI to build cybersecurity hacking protocols, right? So you're going to have even more intelligent uh, cybersecurity threats coming at you because they're built with the AI intelligence behind it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years. I think we're going to see some rapid... Um, development, I think, in these tools. Um, I also like the idea of maybe utilizing, you know, being more, a little bit more proactive by using maybe AI tools to help institutions do assessments to see where their weaknesses or gaps are. I can see tools being used um, that have AI uh, intelligence built into them um, to help identify that and fix, correct correct those uh, those deficiencies or gaps, that would be really cool. Um, I think it would be really helpful. 
I agree. That was exactly my, my second point that I was thinking about was in terms of identifying vulnerabilities or potential, potential penetration points. You know, an yeah. AI or a machine learning tool would, would be really effective for that, I can imagine. But then on the flip side, what you're training it on, you want to make sure that it has the capability to, to surface those issues and not share that information with, you know, bad actors and things like that. Because, you know, if you're training a machine on how, what the gaps are, then you know, that presents a potential risk. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. AI is, you know, has a lot of potential risk, but it's just one, one thing to consider. Yeah, uh, that, that's interesting. And I, I would, I would add, um, as you were, as you were sharing that, the thing that popped in my head is the work that this consortium is doing. Is it available to other AI engines or is it private? Um, because the work that they're doing, maybe a hacker could get access to that and understand what it is they're doing and try to circumvent or go around it. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a messy web of information out there and, um, I think, you know, as we know, um, anything you type in or put into a, into a, a, a chat bot or anything related, um, AI type of tool, um, is potentially on, on the web publicly available to other, other people and other, other systems. So that's just something to keep in mind. All right. Two interesting articles. Um, so I, I think we'll do this again in, in two weeks. We'll bring two more interesting articles. And I think, you know, we want to thank our listeners for tuning in and, and catching up on the latest news in higher ed. These two topics obviously are very relevant and timely. Um, and for our listeners, if you want to read more about these news items, uh, please refer to our show notes. We'll have a link to these stories. Um, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google. Check back in two weeks for more higher ed news and stories. Until then, stay well. Mm-hmm.